Hey, this is Scott Ellis, and before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to talk to you about Disney. Now, when I say the word Disney, the first thing that probably comes to your mind is the happiest place on Earth. And if that's the case, it is probably because of their time-tested decades of experience at providing high-quality service and always being focused on customer satisfaction at almost any cost. Now, the Collin College Preston Ridge Campus in Frisco is offering you an opportunity to learn how Disney does it. They're inviting you to join them for Disney's Approach to Quality Service, a professional development course presented by Disney Institute. If you're interested in bringing that level of quality service to your business, all you have to do is go out and register at collin.edu slash corporate college slash Disney or hit the link in this episode. That course is coming up on Tuesday, October 30th, and you don't want to miss it. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to the Frisco Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Ellis, and on this episode, we're joined by Tammy Minershagen from Frisco Association for the Arts. Tammy, welcome back. It's been a while. Yes, thank you so much for having me. You bet. It's good to have you here and first time in the new studio where we're recording. So, yeah. It's like glowing. I'm feeling very happy. Yeah, RNCN (laughs) has done a fantastic job. This is a fun place to be. Definitely. We wanted to uh, have you on and just talk a little bit about what's happening with Frisco Association for the Arts. Mm -hmm. There's always a lot happening in Frisco in general, and we know that you are continuing to advocate for the arts. Mm -hmm. So give us an update. What's kind of going on around town? Gosh, well, you know, just today there was an article published in the Dallas Morning News, um, and we're so excited to see uh, the regional eyes on Frisco, and specifically about the arts. Uh, So if you check out the Metro uh, section, it's Arts Seeks to Co-Star with Sports in Frisco. And that is for August, what is the date? And that is today, the 7th. So, Um, yeah. So, so the conversation right now, I just love that title because the conversation is that arts is now kind of going up to the same playing field as sports in Frisco, where we're getting more attention. There are creative businesses growing. Uh, There are people coming from all over the not just the Metroplex, but also all over the country, all over the world, moving to Frisco, looking for arts options, looking for the community. And we're so excited that it's growing so much in Frisco. We're happy to be leading that too. Can you talk about some of the things that you see coming to Frisco? Well, you know, I get probably two or three calls or emails daily on uh, different film festivals, different organizations, dance groups, uh, people wanting to partner, people who have been doing something specifically in their corner of the country saying, I'd like to see this happening where we live now. So that's very exciting. I wish I had 50 people on staff to <laughs> go to each one of these people and say, let's let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. You know, we just don't have the engine right now. But um, but at least the community is building the, the interest for making things happen. Yeah, that definitely feels like there's a lot of momentum behind the arts. Yes, and you know, honestly, people have always pegged me as, she just wants the building, you know, she she's, <laughs> she cares about the building and the home for the arts, and I do, but there's, there's a reason for that, and it's that there would be a center then for people to be able to come and try to make these things a reality. Yeah. Without a venue, where do people go? You know, you have to kind of just make it happen in different random places around the city. So people are feeling the the growing pains of not having a physical place 
to put on a theater production, to put on a dance production, to offer workshops and classes. Maybe there's a senior tap dancing group that wants to do things in Frisco. Wow. Yeah. Um, from, a, you know, children to adults, all kinds of programming. There's um, veterans who want to get into all sorts of genres of the arts. I wish we had a place for all these people to go and, and thrive. And so for anybody that's listening, if you're not 100% clear on what Tammy's talking about, it is the Frisco uh, Arts Center? Well, a, a home the for the idea. arts. Yeah, a, a, the arts. a place to go. So yeah, there, there have been a number of people. Uh, Tammy is, is certainly uh, at the forefront of that, that have been out trying to figure out how to make a, a center for the arts a, a physical geographic building to be kind of the home base for the arts happening in Frisco. And there have mm-hmm. been some some efforts in the past with other cities that didn't really pan out. I'm not going to get into politics of all that. Sure. Um, but what we're looking at is trying to get something here in Frisco that is for Frisco, by Frisco, about the arts in Frisco. Exactly. And again, it's not to detract from all of the other great arts things that are happening around town, but it's really to create that home base for that community to, to come together. You know, and just like there are multiple arts venues in Frisco for sports, because baseball is not soccer is not football you know we would never right. have all of them go into one place and say this is what you get and you're gonna have to do everything here <laughs> yeah. um same you know field and just use it for your thing uh, it just wouldn't make any sense so it totally makes sense that we would see cropping up which we are now um people saying oh i want to put this type of venue in frisco and they're going to make it happen and like knack development is going to build a 300 seater uh, uh, theater you know, um, on Main Street, that's very exciting mm-hmm. because Frisco Youth Theater is going to get to go in there and program, and it'll probably be open for musicians and local artists. So that's going to be fabulous for the community. And then Music City is a, a, a music venue that's coming to Frisco, and they're going to have live music bands, um, people coming from Nashville. That's going to be very exciting as well. So uh, we see that momentum, and that all happened within the last few months, those announcements being yeah. made. So it's very exciting. A lot of good stuff coming down the pipe. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm curious, and I'm going to go out on a little bit of a, a limb here. I don't know if this is, uh, if I'm going completely off topic. That's but okay. uh, You know, you don't usually think of much of an intersection between sports and arts necessarily. Mm-hmm. But if I could make a little Venn diagram and put that little place in the middle, oh, I'm thinking about, and specifically what I'm thinking about is esports and how big of a deal that is becoming in Frisco. And a lot of the 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 work that goes on behind the scenes to create those games um, employs a lot of artists. There's a lot of, of art behind creation there. Is that a logical intersection oh, in Frisco, absolutely. you think? Does that make sense, or you am know, I just kind of crazy? Not at all, no. Well, you might be crazy, but I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> We're all a little crazy. <laughs> but, um, you know, Randy Pitchford, who is the CEO of Gearbox, uh, he employs the most artists in Frisco because it's through his video games, and they're now doing esports as well. Uh, it does require a lot of creativity and a lot of the arts. So, um, So that's not... It's not a stretch at all. But secondly, uh, you know, the fact that people who are involved in esports or sports in general, um, we are all doing the same amount of dedication to the craft, whatever that is, Mm -hmm. you know, and and it takes so much time, a lot of team building um, when you're in a team, whether you're hitting a ball together or whether you're in a choir together, it's team building. 
uh, and you're working on something, something greater than you, something that blesses other people, something that you enjoy, and that if you don't practice, you're not going to do well at. Um, so there's a lot of intersection between sports and arts. And I was really excited when, you know, uh, Joe Trahan called uh, before the NFL draft and asked if I would bring my violin to the star and play on the 50-yard line and be part of the segment he wanted to put together called the Art and Science of the NFL Draft. And it was so unique that he would think of it um, to include arts and science. Um, So he had a person that was doing a charcoal sketch, and then he had me playing, and then the next clip would be Jerry Jones at the draft table talking. And after we saw the video, um, which was aired literally right before the the draft began, my friends were like, oh, my gosh, did you play for Jerry? It looks like he's smiling at you. <laughs> I'm like, no. That's clever <laughs> He doesn't editing, know me at all. Yeah. <laughs> but I just happened to be yeah, edited right next to him. So Is that, that performance cool. online somewhere? Can we go look that yes, up? Yes, you can look it up. Um, it's on our Frisco Arts uh, YouTube page. Okay. And it should also be on our Frisco Arts Facebook page. Okay, we'll definitely find that video and yeah, share it's really it out. Cool. We'll embed it into the podcast episode okay. for this so people can That's see it awesome. there as well. Yeah. That's good stuff. So yeah. what else is coming down the pipe? You guys have a lot of good events. You've been really good about uh, kind of leveling up the arts-related events sure. in Frisco. So what kinds of things do we have to look forward to? Well, there's so many different types. And, and the reason why we're, you know, Frisco Arts didn't historically do any kind of events. Um, it was managing a building and, you know, the history was very different. But what we've seen is there is a need, there is a desire in the community to get together and do things that are arts related, whether it is networking. Um, and so we have happy hours that our membership can attend, like tomorrow night at uh, Zaytinia at the Star. Um, they are hosting our Frisco Arts members to come and enjoy complimentary appetizers with the cash bar. And wonderful. it's wonderful to have restaurant partners like that who recognize that they'd like to get people in the door and, and introduce their restaurants. And it benefits us. It benefits them. Um, we just had one recently at DeMario and, you know, it was packed and they're like, can you just come back every week? <laughs> <laughs> so so we're seeing a, a great cross section of arts and business. Um, and we see that also with Ladies Who Launch. It's been a really popular program. Yeah, we have Wendy, Wendy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. we had Wendy come as a guest speaker, and this we've seen um, with women who are interested in arts and business specifically, and they can be what we call entrepreneurs or actual entrepreneurs, but women who want to try something different in their field or branch out. Uh, we have a panel discussion of one woman in arts full time and one woman in business full time, and I ask them questions about their. Uh, background and how the arts and business uh, sectors intersect. And it's been really fun. It's a lunch over at Crest Infinity with their executive chef, which does, she does an amazing job. Um, so you can find that information online. And then, of course, showcasing our local community. We love to have events that bring the entire community together. And, and October 6th is one you've got to put on your calendar. It's the Frisco Arts Walk and Run. So we're combining arts, sports, and wellness again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a 5K at Hall Park. So it starts with that beautiful run around the um, Hall Collection at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday the 6th. And then you can go into the festival, which we've had for the last couple years. And it was featured on Good Morning Texas. And we're so excited um, the article in Dallas Morning News tells about today that we are partnering with the Clyburn competition. It's the uh, Piano Olympics, essentially. Yeah, that's a huge deal. It is huge. I mean, you should have seen me when I got the phone call that they're going to partner with us. I mean, I was screaming. I was so <laughs> what, what does that mean, though? What is the Clyburn competition partnering with Frisco So wh- what it means is they're coming to our festival to bring a Steinway piano. And they're also flying in one of their most recent 
junior Clyburn winners oh, wow. to perform. So Clayton Stevenson is going to be performing, and uh, and their junior Clyburn is what's up this year. So it happens every four years, the Clyburn itself for the adults, and then the junior Clyburn. So the junior Clyburn's happening, and their uh, honorary chair is former First Lady Laura Bush. So she's helping to put, uh, you know, this incredible, incredible feat together of these these musicians from all over and it's ages 13 to 17 that will compete and I'm sure there will be some kids from Frisco McKinney in North Texas that are that are competing but it's an international competition yeah this is a, the Clyburn if you haven't heard about that go look it up it is a big big deal it is. and the talent is off the charts well and it takes you know they do it every four years because it takes that long to train to do the music uh, to learn everything and to be able to perform that many different preliminary rounds I mean, it's it's absolutely incredible. And okay, but we're going to have it. a winner performing. And, at well, we'll have one of the uh, two, 2015 winners will be at our event performing. Oh, that's awesome. It's amazing. That's huge. I know. And then, of course, <laughs> we also have the Grammy-nominated UNT Jazz Lab Band, One O'clock Lab Band, okay, um, with director Alan Baylock. So UNT is a big partner with us. They're coming to bring other jazz bands as well. So it's going to be an incredible celebration of our regional partners, as well as our local arts partners, like Melody of Hope is bringing um, some local artists to perform. Mm-hmm. Our Visual Arts Guild um, artists will be out painting live, um, and we'll have vendor booths, so if people are interested, they can go to friscoarts.org to be there and support the event. But it all goes to help support the arts in Frisco. Do people have to buy tickets to the event? The the uh, the run is a ticketed thing. You know, you, you, yeah. you have to register, so it's $35 now. Um, and then after September 1st, it's 40. But the the festival itself, if you don't want to run and you just want to come and see everything, that's free. And it's free because of our sponsors. Hall Park, we could not do it without them. Yeah, Hall Park is an amazing place. Huge, and, yeah. and I know Craig Hall has been a huge, huge advocate for the He's arts an, for a long time. Yes. he Not only is he, I would say, our biggest advocate for the arts in Frisco, he's our biggest arts philanthropist in Frisco. Because... You know, he could have done so much more with that land um, to make money on the land than to put art and trails and walking paths uh, and beautiful lakes. But but he has given it for the, the community to enjoy, and he continues to want to give more to the community regarding the arts and wants to see a performing arts center right there at Hall Park, which I think is a, a beautiful statement and a visual corridor, honestly, of arts and sports sharing the same quadrant in Frisco. Yeah, and it really is neat. So if you get a chance, definitely go walk through Hall Office Park. But more importantly, get out there on October 6th. That's right. For the Frisco Arts event, because that is going to be a fun one. It really is. And the medals, too. So we're doing unique medals, but the award winners, like the the run winners, are going to get a um, a piece of art by one of our local artists. So um, so it'll be different in Fantastic. that way. Yep. Yeah. And we're also getting a painted piano. Frisco Fine Art is going to help us um, get a piano painted and on the run route. So it'll be really cool. So even along the run, you're going to have pop-up music and art and dance. So What a cool and unique run. I haven't done a run in a long time, but I might have to do it just and because. And you don't even have to run it. You can walk it. You know, it's it's it says run. My ego but won't let me do that. But. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we did our research. It is the only arts-themed 5K that we can find um, in this area. Oh, that's something so special. And I'm glad to hear UNT is getting involved as oh, well. Yeah. Of course, we know that UNT is opening a campus in Frisco, but mm-hmm. they're starting the process of getting more embedded in the community they now. Are. You know, I'm so impressed with the UNT leadership. Yeah, they're really something. Dr. Smatris, who's the president, you know, if I email him, he will email me within the hour and tell me, <laughs> you know, we're so excited about this or whatever. It's and they're they're so innovative. They're so open to trying something very different and 
coming to our event, you know, they didn't have to do that last year, but they they wanted to. They wanted to uh, make a statement and for the arts, and they did. And so they're thrilled to partner with us again this year. Every person I've ever met at UNT has just been phenomenal. It's funny you mentioned him. He was uh, sitting behind me in Frisco City Hall the night that they announced oh, that they were yeah. opening the campus and that whole vote happened. Um, I had no idea who he was, but he was sitting behind me and he leans up and he, I was doing some, some work for Lifestyle Frisco and he started asking what is Lifestyle Frisco and I'm talking to him, explaining it to him. And of course I wasn't smart enough to ask him who he was and what he did. I was uh-huh. just, you know, somebody kind of looking over my shoulder curious, which was fine. And then he got up and yeah. <laughs> we made the presentation. I was like, oh, good. Oh, well, well that was him. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. We're glad to have you here. But also for people that don't, you know, there's a lot of people in Frisco that aren't not only not from Frisco, but not even from Texas or the North Texas yeah, area. Exactly. That may not know that UNT has a, a very, very reputable music school. Absolutely. Yeah, like world renowned. Yeah. They've had over 100 or so Grammy awards. I mean, it's an it's an incredible music program over there. Where did you go to school? I went to Northwestern University. OK. So I was a piano performance and an English education major. Um, and came out and taught English for several years in a junior high in the North Shore. Yeah, very yeah. good. So other, other, a little side story, but we're having some fun here. <laughs> um, way back in the day, way back in the day, I lived uh, in Texas off and on a couple of times. Okay. And in the late 90s, I was here. And I was actually a supernumerary for the Dallas Opera. What? Yeah. I no did some, kidding. did some work with the Dallas Opera wow, just as a super, awesome. but it was fun. It was so much fun. That's so great. And I t- you will never appreciate opera singers more than when you stand on stage next to one and they just let and it out. And they're so powerful. <laughs> oh my, and even the tiniest unreal. women yeah. have these huge voices. Yeah. It's, it's really something. But one of the, the singers uh, that I worked with um, was a guy named Tim Noble. And I ended up, uh, when I moved back to Indianapolis, I did just one season with Indianapolis, actually just one show with the Indianapolis Opera. And he was in that particular one as well, so I got wow. to reconnect with him. But he was a professor at Indiana University. Oh, my goodness. And they have a big opera oh, yeah, program there as absolutely. well, which you wouldn't think necessarily. But right, right. Bloomington, just, Indiana Opera, those oh, yeah. aren't normally things you put together. I but. know. But you wouldn't put, you know, the Piano Olympics in Fort Worth either. You wouldn't no. necessarily think about <laughs> it that way, right? But it's everywhere. I love that, you know, no one probably knew that about you, that no. you have this love for opera. Wendy shared at Ladies Who Launched that your first date was the symphony. Yeah. And she's like, sold. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of people don't know because I, I used to have, you know, long hair, played in a metal band, all right, that stuff. Right, right, I remember. Um, I still haven't seen proof, but I remember you Oh, I have that. pictures. I'll, they're on Facebook, actually. Okay, we'll put, link them with this. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll link out to Scott's long hair pictures. Yeah. But, you know, I've had a love of music my whole life mm-hmm. and, and you know, was a musician for a very long time. I still play, not nearly as actively. Um, but, yeah, the classical stuff, I've just really yeah. been a fan of. There's and, something, you know, that classical music specifically if you've ever listened to it and you just you know just taste it and try it listen to 101.1 but it is so complex it does something for your soul that really pop music just can't do yeah um that's limited to four to five chords this you know kind of genius that comes from Bach Mozart and then you know other genres like Rachmaninoff is my favorite composer Mm -hmm. I could listen to that all day and I would never, ever get tired of it. And it's so good for the soul. And I tell people the same thing about opera. It's People have a vision. If they've never really gone to an opera, listening to it is one thing. And there's a lot of beautiful arias that you can go just listen to. But you have to go to experience you it and really to. understand That's it. That's right. And the first time you take one in, uh, I think the opera you choose for your first one is really important. Mm. If you dive off into something that's a little bit too heavy and too mm-hmm. deep, you're probably going to be a little bit lost on it. But if you pick something that's a little bit more fun, and I'm thinking uh, like the Magic Flute, Mm -hmm. Mozart, it's a really fun opera. Mm -hmm. Um, 
the uh, my first opera was actually uh, Marriage of Figaro. Oh, it was opera, okay. Right, really fun and kind of yeah. got me hooked. Yeah. The first one I was in was Aida, a little bit more traditional in that it's you know really tragic. Everybody right. dies. <laughs> right. Right. But the music is phenomenal. It's I just know. really something to to I behold. Know. So absolutely. Well, I mean that's something that I just try to encourage and what we love as Frisco Arts is to expose people to all forms of art because I don't think until you've tasted it until you've really experienced it you can know whether you like it or not yeah um and you know a part of our red carpet concert series that you all helped to sponsor last year that was our way of engaging you know a very intimate concert experience People seeing a Stradivarius violin like right in front of you, the opera singer again just right in front of you, um, and it just—I mean, Mayor Cheney was hooked. I don't think he'd ha- ever heard an opera singer before. <laughs> it, yeah, you'll get hooked if, yeah. it, if it hits you in the right way. You'll definitely uh, mm-hmm. you'll get hooked. But yeah, can you talk a little bit about that first red carpet sure. event because? That you said Stradivarius, like you know, you just kind of went past no, right over it. But seriously, that's like crazy. a Stradivarius violin. So, so how that all came about was, you know, again, the need and the desire of our our membership saying we want to see more world class music coming to Frisco. So I'm like, great. How do we make that happen? Where can we even make that happen? And so the partnership with the Lincoln Experience Center at the Star is just wonderful because they allowed us to come in there move all their cars out of the way put in a red carpet 120 seats um and then we worked with uh gary levinson the associate principal concertmaster of the dso who is using the dso's stradivarius the eight million dollar violin um i know and arts people are like family you it doesn't matter where you are when you meet them we all understand how important it is to work and partner and and help each other uh, I mean, the tide raises us all. So he's like, absolutely, I'm going to come out to Frisco and we'll do this. And um, his wife, Baya, was going to, um, you know, accompany him on the piano. So he partnered with Steinway, who brought the piano, um, and then the several restaurant partners next door to bring in the food. And it was the most magical experience. It was. It was a really wonderful night. Yeah, yeah. Are there more of those planned? Well, we hope so. We, we have to get the funding and the sponsorships to keep uh, offering them at a severely discounted price <laughs> <laughs> of just yeah. 75 for the concert and the food. I mean, and the wine. I mean, yeah. all of that was included. So There's um, not a lot of times in your life you're going to get to hear somebody up that close playing a Stradivarius. So. And meet with him, you yeah. know, and just talk with him about his experiences and um, and it was for Valentine's, which was even more fun because no one likes to fight the crowds on Valentine's. And, yeah. you know, that's right. It was Valentine's. It was. Wasn't it? That was the I first one. That. So we had all the roses everywhere. And um, we have some things planned. We just have to make sure we can get our support and sponsorships up. Okay. And all my opera talk earlier was a really roundabout way of getting to this question, which is uh, the D, uh, sorry, the um, Dallas Opera did a like a telecast of a performance they at the Star. A, they did a simulcast March 17th. Um, 2017 um and that was the first arts event at the star not many people know that but it was before the omni and like everything was well i think omni might have been built but everything else hadn't been built yet right um but the dallas opera is so innovative in that way too they realize they've got to reach larger audiences and um so that was like a two and a half year project in the making it was so exciting to see it come together um and People would ask me before the event, okay, so what do you think will be a success for, you know, opera in Frisco? And I'm like, maybe 500 people. You know, I'd be happy to see about 500 people Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. (laughs) Even that seemed kind of high. Well, 
you know, as they stream in nonstop 4,000 people, I'm like, wow, this is absolutely amazing. How many? 4,000 people came. Wow, that's a And home run. stayed. So that was the other amazing part was I thought, okay, well, this is great. You know, they came to try to taste it for five minutes. The kids are running around. Um, but you know what was fascinating about that performance is that, you know, this huge jumbotron where you normally see the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and the and football players, you see the Windspear chandelier. Oh, yeah. And you felt like you were right there. And the, the camera, um, the videographer, did a, an incredible job capturing the feel of being at the opera house. So he would, he would, you know, scan and you could see all the people in the box seats and then he'd like roll down. And then right before it began, I don't know if you remember, it went right into the orchestra pit and you could see the all the instruments and they, they'd come right up to the fingers. And it, it brought me back to when I was a kid and I was able to also see an orchestra live, you know, when I was five. That's what got me hooked and I thought, mm there's going to be a lot of kids in this audience that will never, ever forget this moment. Yeah. And they're going to go and become artists or musicians, and this will be what propelled them, just like the, the Chicago Symphony propelled me when I was five. So um, it was just a magical evening. What was the performance? Was it Madam Butterfly? It was Madam Butterfly. Okay, that's mm-hmm. what I thought, yeah. And it's perfect, you know, it's kid-friendly. But the fact yeah. that after intermission, I expected maybe 50% might go away, because it was going to be a late night, I mean, almost everybody stayed. So seeing the photos from the back at like 9.30 and everyone's in rapt attention watching the screen, I mean, I couldn't even believe I was in Frisco. That's a great way to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good story. So I hope we yeah. get some more of that to happen again, I would again love too. to see that happen again. I know that's I a... really a, would. It takes a while to coordinate it something does, like that. It does, and it's quite expensive, Yeah, you know, to offer it free. Once again, it always takes support. You know, we always need to have both creators of the arts, but we also need patrons of the arts. So on that note, what is the best way for people to get involved to help to support the arts? Yes. Well, you can get involved by becoming a member. So membership to Frisco Arts is advocacy. And we put your name on our website with our growing number of advocates in Frisco. And it's just $50 a year individually or $100 for a family to join and support our advocacy and our scholarships, which we've given 50,000 plus in scholarships in the last two years um, for students pursuing career in the arts. So your money goes to support that as well as our innovative programs um, and events and like the Frisco Arts Walk and Run. So just a small investment, but you can also make a larger one if you wanted, if you're a corporation and you want to have your business logo and hyperlink on our homepage, then it's 500 a year to um, support us and it goes up from there. But um, I really encourage people to stand with us. And I've said, you know, I have a personal goal. I'd like to see a thousand members by the end of this year. Um, and we're a little bit almost halfway there, but um the ultimate goal, I'd like to see at least 10,000 members of Frisco Arts. And I don't think, you know, it sounds like a crazy number, but then when you think about 170,000 people in Frisco, yeah. could you find 10,000 people that said, yeah, I would like to champion the arts. I, I, I would believe think in so. it. Right? So I don't think it's impossible. Um, but that's that's my philosophy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I think that's a, a very uh, reasonable goal. And as Frisco grows, that should be easier and easier to attain, I hope. But Yeah, I, I hope so. I, and I say easier very loosely because I know it, there's nothing easy about everything that you're sure. doing for the arts in Frisco. It's a ton of work. Mm-hmm. And we're glad to have somebody like you out there at the tip of the spear. Thank you so much. You know, it's been a lot of work, and uh, it, it. but now you kind of feel like there's momentum growing, like yeah. the snowball's getting bigger and it's starting to roll. So um, so we're much more in the fun stage right now. <laughs> uh, I'm really loving it. <laughs> Good. 
Good, good. Well, yeah. Tammy, keep up the good work. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. If people want to learn more, where's the best place for them to go? FriscoArts.org. That's easy. FriscoArts.org. Mm-hmm. That's right. And you can also just hit, hit Lifestyle Frisco and search Frisco Arts. We've got a bunch of different articles and things on there about yes. you guys. And, and thanks for the out. gift for Frisco that you've started. Oh, you bet. We were yeah, happy to do that. That's such a brilliant idea well, um, to put everything all in one place. It wasn't ours. We're not going to take credit for it. Mm-hmm. But um, we had been looking for a long time for a way to support all of the various nonprofits in Frisco. And we'd batted around a lot of different ideas and just nothing quite clicked that made sense for us until that came up. And Mm -hmm. once it did, we just ran with it. And I think inside of a month we had it up and running. So yeah, you can go to uh, giveforfrisco.com and it'll redirect you to the Lifestyle Frisco page and you'll find Frisco Arts up there front and center and all Mm -hmm. of the other nonprofits around town too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for supporting the arts. You bet. Well, keep up the good work. Thank you. And keep us posted. We'll make sure though, October 6th, everybody get out there. That's going to be a really fun event. Run, walk, listen to amazing musicians, Mm -hmm. all of that. That's going to be a, it's going to be a good time. I know. It really will. I hope to see you all there. Well, Tammy, thanks for coming on. Thank you. And thank you to all of you for tuning into the Frisco podcast. We'll talk to you next time.